you're not going to believe this chip guy. He has got to be the worst guy ever. He came to work, and I thought he was a good guy, but then he was stealing my work. He even told lies to my boss, and I got fired, which was even worse. He was telling those lies to my wife, and she divorced me. I hate this guy. I just got to be the worst guy that you ever want to see. Neil. I said, Neil. Lord Jesus, I can't take this anymore. I forgive Chip for everything he ever did to me. If you don't hear anything else that I say today, Whoever you don't forgive controls you. Now, we've all been hurt. Some of us have been hurt, lowercase, 12-point font. Some of us have been hurt, uppercase, underlined, bolded, in a 36-point font. I was, just now, I was probably hurting... 30-point font. 36 is particularly a young man or a young woman who was hurt either physically or sexually by a family member which went deep into their lives. But wait a minute. We all have hurt other people. Sometimes the hurt is intended and nasty. Some of it comes out of our Selfishness. Ladies, how many of you can say, my, wife, my husband never hurt me? Or husbands, my wife never hurt me? Well, there's the question of what do we do with this hurt? Who are the people that you, that you have a hard time forgetting, giving? And your mind... Think about who's one, two, three people who have hurt you that you have a hard time forgiving. Some of the candidates, parents, siblings, spouse, ex-spouse, children, perpetrator, self, or God. We're all of the above. Well, when we have bitterness... That puts us into a jail cell that we're serving time for someone else's crime. We have a desire to get back at them who wronged you. I am so angry that I want to get back in any way I can. But you know something is good? An ice pick. So I'm going to take my ice pick. And, oh, am I going to get back at them for what they did? But wait a minute. If I do that, there's blood all over the place, and I'm likely to go to jail. Ah, I know what I'll do. I will find a way that I will swallow this ice pick. Now I can go and attack them with the ice pick, and they won't know it. 
Unforgiveness is not forgiving. And you're in that jail cell of bitterness, but you hold the key for getting out of that jail cell. But what does God have to say about this dilemma? So, so get, God says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. And here's the key. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as Christ, in Christ, God forgave you. Where does it begin? It begins when Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross because God, Jesus, they were kind and compassionate. Think about yourself kneeling at the foot of the cross, receiving that comfort, that kindness, that compassion that is poured out on you. Now, as you look at that and start to copy Jesus, you become kind and compassionate. And out of that kindness and compassionate, comes forgiveness. It's not a command, you will be kind and compassionate. You will forgive. No, God has given to us. And out of that, we can forgive the other. But wait a minute, Paul. Aren't you being a little bit harsh here? I mean, look at what they did to me. And you want me to forgive them? Well, let's see. What did Jesus say? The disciples said, Jesus, how do we pray? And Jesus said, you pray in this way. I'm asking you, Father, forgive me in the very same way I forgive others. Wait, 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 God, I'm not sure I want you to take that fully uh, objectively. Because what? I don't always want to forgive others. Well, God says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving one another as Christ forgave you. The bottom line is, forgiveness is accepting the inequity. I was hurt, I'm going to accept that inequity, being kind and compassionate. But any child can tell you, but that's not fair. Well, it's not fair that we have to forgive others, but was it fair that Jesus had to die on the cross for you and for me? Now, 
going to the, through this forgiveness, it's not bang. Especially if you're at the 30 or 36 font. There's a process. Now, if we're out in the lobby and I've got a cup of hot coffee and you carelessly turn around and bump it and spill it all over my hand, it's going to take just about as long as it takes for my hand to cool off to forgive you. Unless, of course, it's the last cup of coffee, and that's another story. <laughs> but you don't know what he, you don't know what she did to me. A story of two men who were in a baton death march. Those you don't know, a, a bunch of our guys were captured in the Philippines. The Japanese marched them to the Bataan. Very cruel on the way. Many of them died. So here's two guys that were on that Bataan death march. They survived. They come home. Now, which one was hurt the worst? The one guy focuses on the cruel mistreatment and he becomes more and more bitter, and he dies this awful, shrugged-up, nasty guy. The other one goes into this process of forgiving, works it through, forgives his tormentors, ends up going to Bible school, and goes back to Japan as a missionary. Well, they were both hurt at the 30 font level. The other guy drew, grew to a 36 or maybe even a 40 level. The other one went down to a 12 level where he could receive God's love and take that love and pass it on to the people who had hurt him. He gave up the right to hate and retaliate. He gave up the right to get even. He gave up the right to bitterness. And he even gave up the right to have that ice pick to attack his, his tormentors. Now, how do I do this? What's this process of forgiving. How do I forgive this monster? This is a function of how you view them. But how can I forgive? How can I forgive them? They even haven't even asked for forgiveness. Well, in this verse, where does the perpetrator show up? What does the perpetrator have to do so that you can be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you? Perpetrator is not that. This is something between you and the Holy Spirit. Many times the person doesn't even know that they hurt you, and you're waiting for them to come and apologize. 
For example, let me tell you, say, I say to you, well, Pastor Mark came and you know what he told me about you? And I say all sorts of bad things. So now you're angry and bitter at Pastor Mark. Well, it turns out he didn't say it at all. I did. I lied. And you're waiting for him to come back and apologize for something he didn't do. So we need to admit that we are holding bitterness. The ice pick in our stomach wanting to get back and to punish the others, the other, the other person. Now, we all have bitterness. It's not a matter of fact, do we have it? It's a matter of how much and does, do we control it or does it control you. One of my mentors, Jim Wilson, wrote a book called How to Be Free, Free from Bitterness. I've got a few of them out there. There's also uh, where you can get it online and you can also get, download it for free as a PDF. Actually, you can load it down and download it in about 18 languages. So if you've got a problem with your Mandarin, you need to practice your Mandarin. You can get this in Mandarin and practice. Or as one woman I know has a Bible study with a bunch of ladies in Kazakhstan. And she sent this PDF to them in Russian. So people you can't talk to because of a language problem, you can send this to them. But one becomes kind and compassionate. Attitudes change. One thing I'll say to the Chinese when I'm talking to them, Christianity isn't a matter of do this, do this, don't do that, don't do that. It's a matter of having the attitudes of Jesus. For example, he was kind, gentle, and patient. If any of us become more kind, gentle, and patient, our behavior will change. But if I have a rule that says, be more patient. Okay, I will be more. I will be more patient. And then I'll say to the guys, if it's a guy that I'm talking to, guys, would you like it if your wife became more kind, gentle, and patient? Yeah, I would. But so lady, lady, would you like your husband to become more kind, gentle, and patient? Oh, yeah. So we're looking at how God forgave you. Picture yourself kneeling before the cross. God pours out his love and his forgiveness. And it's not that well, all of a sudden I am so strong I can do this. But you see, when one becomes a believer, God pours out his love and his forgiveness opens a bank account for each one of us, a bank account of love, a bank account of forgiveness. Now, if you start writing checks out of your bank account, the bank account will go down, 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 and it'll go to zero. But the more we write a love check, the more God deposits in, in the account. The more we forgive, the more that sense of forgiveness, God depends, 
puts into our account. So our ability to love and forgive comes not from my strength, but from what my heavenly Father, whose Son died on the cross, gave to me. But shouldn't they be punished? Well, what's God say? Don't repay anybody evil for evil, but be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as depends upon you, live at peace with everyone. But here's the key. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Now, who is the best one at punishing people for when they do bad things? Who's the best one who's going to punish you when you do bad things? Your husband, your wife, your sibling? How do they do at punishing you, or how do you react? God says, let me do it. I'm good at it. And sometimes if there's this person who has done something bad and I'm going to go and I'm going to focus on them, God's out there saying, would you get out of the way so I can do it? Or if it's something he needs to do, he's going to do it and we become collateral damage. But the question should I tell them I forgive them? Absolutely, positively, without a doubt, maybe. <laughs> Will that request for forgiveness enhance the forgiving, the reunification, improving that relationship? There are times it would be absolutely awful because you're saying to this person, you did something wrong. Yeah, when you say, I forgive, you're saying they did something wrong. But is it something that within you, that you keep it within you? And when you take, keep it within you, guess what? You take that ice pick out of your stomach. Let me tell you about Ron's story. I worked with Rod here with Celebrate Recovery. We were in the men's anger group. I understand all about men's anger. <coughs> and I had taught a seminar with this material. A couple months later, Ron and Phil were in my house. We were having pizza. I said, would you like me to go over this? And I know that both of them are having problems with their father. Let me tell you two stories with Ron from Ron's life. Number one, when he was eight years old, two 10-year-old bullies chased him home. He managed to in the door, lock the door. Well, his father was there, got the story out of him. And he said, okay, you've got two choices. You can either stay in here and face my fists, or you can go out there and face their fists. Well, he faced his father's fists many times. It was easy for him to go out and let these two 10-year-olds beat him up. Second story at his mother's funeral. He was standing over the casket. She was there. 
tears running down his eyes, apologizing, asking her forgiveness because he couldn't protect her from his father's fists. Well, as we talked about this, that to forgive as God forgived us, Ron says, well, how do you know God has forgiven you? Ah, so I shared the gospel with him, and at the end, which is in short form, which I've done quite often, is okay, I'm going to pray like I'm asking Jesus into my heart. You can pray after me out loud, silently, just think about it. Lord Jesus, I admit I've done wrong things. I deserve your wrath. I deserve, I deserve your punishment. But I know that Jesus died on the cross to take that punishment. And I ask you to put that onto me. And as a result, I want to become the person that you want me to be. Finished the prayer and I asked Ron, well, what happened? Oh, I prayed it with you. I meant every word. Well, what do you feel? He looked around and said, I feel that a weight has been lifted. It's light. And I had them write the initials of the people that had a hard time forgive. I knew who was at the top of his list, his father. And Ron says, points to it, he says, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm f-. At least 15 times he's shouting, I'm free. Well, when you consider Ron's story, that had a huge, huge, I'm free. What about you? Right now, are you in that jail cell of bitterness or are you free? Free to be the person God made you to be. Free to be the person that Jesus died on the cross to save. Let's pray. Father God, I just come before you and I thank you that Jesus did go to the cross. Father, Jesus went to the cross and in spite of who I am, died for my sin. Father, you poured out that love on me. Now give me wisdom and the grace to pour out that love and that forgiveness on others. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.